Hello, Calgary Flames fans. Thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Thursday afternoon. I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you. And this this is going up while the sun is still out. Not to brag or anything, but that's improvement. Um, I hope you guys have been having a really good day. Uh, today has been a day, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, no real updates coming out, unfortunately. But then again, no news is good news, if you want to look at it like that. I thought that today we could talk about um, an article that I found online uh, from an ESPN writer, Gary Wyshynski, and uh, we can maybe do another little commentary sort of episode and then go into uh, the goalie depth chart within the Flames organization. Since I am writing about that for the hockey writers, I figured, you know, talk about it on here as well. And uh, yeah, so let's jump into the article. Cancel the NHL regular season already. The National Hockey League needs to cancel its remaining regular season games. It brings me no pleasure to put this out there. We all want to see the season to its inequitable. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all want to see this season to its equitable completion. If there is a postseason, to have a previ- to have the previous five and a half months boil down to the point per- points percentage variance between teams with differing numbers of games played would be a shame. Those playing postponed regular season season games would mean money in the depleted coffers of NHL teams. Regular season games would also mean a much needed cash insurgence for a local business around arenas presuming they're in operation as the coronavirus hopefully wanes but this is a fantasy let's start with the obvious which is the which is that the nhl is at a mercy of local municipalities when it comes to restrictions on travels math mass gatherings and business operations it's entirely possible that one team's state will be closer to an all clear than another's it's entirely possible that medical experts from one city will be more stringent than another's but let's say enough of those hurdles are cleared to the point that a North American pro sports league can restart its season. Rescheduling games is going to be a logistical nightmare as the NBA and every other postponed arena event scrambled to make updates. The difference between rescheduling for a 16 or 20 buildings is doing so for 31 arenas is considerable as is the difference between rescheduling regular season games involving a lot of travel and rescheduling a playoff series, which requires far less far less of it or none at all, depending on which playoff model the NHL chooses. Okay, so let's take a break there before we continue. Um, Gary makes a lot of really good points there because, um, you know, there are uh, a lot of teams, <laughs> a lot of games that need to be played, if we do continue uh, to play the regular season games. But another thing to look at would be um, like the travel restrictions because, you know, 
I know New York is very strict right now, so it would be impossible for the Rangers and Islanders to play. And then I know like the Sabres really can't either, even though they're hours north of the city. Um, it's just not really fair. And then you have, how are you going to hold games when people can't come? I mean, you could hold games without an audience, but that's depressing. And then if you don't cancel them, some venue staff aren't going to get paid. <clears throat> Jeremy Jacobs, I'm looking at you. Um, it's just very confusing because there are going to be different stipulations in different states. And it's going to be impossible to make up. And it's just time to bite the bullet. Um, regular season games could be played without fans, but let's go with the idea that spectators will be in the building. Because why go through the trouble of playing them otherwise? Given the economic impact on the coronavirus pandemic, how many, regu- how many fans are buying tickets to regular season games or spending money at a game? How many are going to attend a game if they already have tickets? This is a very good point because I was thinking of, um, you know, using my tax return money to go buy tickets to playoff game. I was done going to regular season games, but now if we're going to make up the remainder of those games, it's a waste of money because you have to travel to the game, have to (laughs) buy the tickets, pay for train tickets to get there, pay for food, for drinks, gas. It's just a lot of money going for people to spend in the regular season games. So what's the point? At, like at this point, there's no point. <laughs> uh, the Detroit Red Wings are 52 points out of, out of a playoff spot and have four home games left. Every one of them is going to be a portrait of social distancing as each fan gets his or her own section. <laughs> I, oh my god, that's, that's amazing. All of these issues are pressing, but none is more pressing than the fact the NHL and every other professional sport looking to make up in postponed games is going to start running out of runway to relaunch this summer. Remember, we also need to squeeze in the NHL draft and awards, which I talked about yesterday being postponed, as well as free agency between the end of the Stanley Cup final and the start of the preseason. Uh, again, I did. I do believe I talked about this here. How on earth are you going to be able to make this model work without it becoming a domino effect and impacting every other season? You're not going to be able to. Okay, so um, honestly, I'm just kind of scrolling through the article just to see. I mean, it's long, but... (laughs) where it gets it's the same point essentially but they they just need to cancel the regular the remainder of the regular season i think that it would be a lot better to do that uh you know and start focusing on the playoff model and having that set in stone so when we get the all clear it can just be announced, ready to go, and have teams ready to go back in and, you know, maybe do 
a few scrimmages and things like that. I know that we don't really have a deadline on when things are going to get lifted. It seems like things are still kind of getting extended rather than, you know, paused (laughs) or we're seeing, we're not seeing a, a lift on the bands, which I mean, if it's still running rampant, then I guess, you know, you don't really want to risk it, but these players do deserve to start practicing again, uh, whether that be at home at their gym or if we start doing some sort of two people workout (laughs) at a team facility and they're just on different sides of the gym. I really don't know how this is going to work. Regardless, I just think that trying to make up the games is creating more harm than good and you're wasting so much time, money, and resources going into that and it just drives me nuts. But let's let's just be happy that as of right now, the Calgary Flames are in the playoffs. So, ta-da! <laughs> they did it! But, um, yes, and that article, again, was from Gary Wyshynski from ESPN. Alrighty, so thank you again for tuning in. I figured, you know, it's going to be really easy, laid-back few weeks, but why don't we talk about the uh, the goalie depth chart, like I said earlier in the show. And we'll start with our AHL goalies. John Gillies is um, the equivalent of a brick wall. He is six foot six and 220 pounds. He was uh, 14, 10, 4, and 1 with a 9, 907 save percentage for the Stockton Heat. At the end of the season, he becomes a UFA. I think that he is worth re-signing because, you know, they need a goalie, (laughs) obviously. But um, numbers like that could really use another year or two of success and, you know, building on top of before getting called up to the NHL. And hopefully, you know, we do get to see him with the Flames stick around because he he's looking really successful those numbers are great uh our tom zagadulin uh is the second half of the stockton heat tandem he is 6'2 and 180 pounds he played 30 games this season and earned a record of 16 7 4 and 2 this was his first season in the ahl and he played with Russia before. And this season he had an eight an eight nine eight save percentage. He is an RFA at the end of the season. So I mean it's more than likely he, he's going to resign. Uh in the East Coast Hockey League, we have Tyler Parsons. Uh Tyler Parsons, I was well, I was doing research on him. I found an article that um somebody that um, Scott, I'm gonna butcher his last name, and I'm so sorry, Scott Kruikshank wrote about him, and, uh, it's about mental health, and I thought that it was, I haven't read it completely yet because it is long, but it is something that I want to read and maybe get him on the show, you know, 
either Scott or Tyler on the show to talk about, I think it'd be very important to discuss mental health, especially while we're all kind of trapped inside the house with a doomsday feeling. But like I was saying, uh, he currently plays for the Kansas City Mavericks, and he was the 54th pick in the 2016 draft. He is in the final year of an entry-level contract, and he's bounced between Kansas City and Stockton, but he hasn't broken into the NHL yet. He had um, he had appeared in 25 games with an 11-9-0-1 record. I think that it would be fantastic to see him, you know, re-signed and extended with the Flames. Uh, you know, from what I, what research I did, he has been really great. He he's looked fantastic out on the ice. He's he's one of those prospects that you don't want to rush along, but you're really excited for when they do reach the big leagues, essentially. And that could be sooner versus later. Uh, Nick Schneider also played for the Mavericks this year. He appeared in 39 games. He struggled big time with a 13-20-3 record with an 8-8-2 safe percentage. Uh, he is a restricted free agent, officially. Dustin Wolf. This prospect blew me away. I was reading up about him, and I just could not believe what I was seeing. This kid's only 18 years old, and he played 46 games for the Everett Silvertips and had a, yes, you're about to hear this correctly, a 9-3-6 save percentage with a 34-10-2 record. And he was drafted by the Flames last year, so last June, and he has yet to be signed. So, uh, you know, I think it's a shame that his season came to an end because, holy smokes, he was showing a lot of promise and a lot of just, that's incredible. Like, those numbers, I know it's, you know, a young league or whatever, but you're going up against some really big talent. And the other day he tweeted, uh, never would have thought our season could end like this. Truly disappointing. This group was destined for great things. Best of luck to uh, Wizzy, Larry, and Jake as they move forward in their careers. Stay safe out there. Or stay, stay safe and strong out there. Hashtag Silvertip Country. We will see you soon. So, um, you know, he is only 18 years old, but he is showing a lot of potential. One thing that stuck out to me was his weight and size in general, really. He's six feet, 160 pounds. I mean, you don't have to be built like a wall or, you know, like uh, Ben Bishop <laughs> to play uh, goalie. You know, you see players like Tuka Rask and Jordan Bennington who are, uh, you know, th they're pretty good goalies. You know, Jordan Bennington had a fantastic season last year and led his team to the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, Tuka Rask, <laughs> um, I'm not even going to say about his playoff. It, he had an excellent run in the playoffs last year and game seven was not his fault, but you know, there is potential for him. I think really all of these guys except Nick Schneider are just like, there is potential for them to grow and for them to reach at least the AHL and maybe not 
see steady NHL action for a while, but, you know, it's there. It's definitely there. So I'm looking forward to watching them develop and seeing where the prospects, you know, go and what the future holds for them. And that is all for today. Uh, Again, please make sure to check out the Locked On NHL show. I think it would be really great to give that a listen. I hope that everybody's staying safe and hanging in there, and we will get through this together. Have a wonderful Thursday. Bye-bye.